What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Jake Paul has announced Tommy Fury has an injury and Tyron Woodley has stepped in. I fought with a broken nose, I fought sick. Get the fuck over it, this is boxing. Tyron was the immediate go-to. Last fight was massive, and there was unanswered questions. The action underway! He was trying to end me the whole entire time. He did try to knock me out, he had me on the ropes. Oh, and Paul gets rocked by Woodley! Why, why didn't you? Oh, can't. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, too. Leave no doubt. I didn't knock him out the first time. I'm coming back, and I'm getting that crazy W, the crazy highlight reel knockout. I can do it, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yo, Stat, you remember the first autograph you got growing up? Yep, and it was by a rapper from my hometown. It wasn't even an athlete. It was by the great late rapper Pimp C. Uh, oh, when I was uh, a, a teenager, I was able to get an autograph on one of my CDs. That's dope. Why you ask me that, Matt? Well, DraftKings has launched DraftKings Marketplace, allowing new and existing customers to buy and sell exclusive NFTs. Marketplaces for those interested in NFTs to buy and sell sports-focused non-fungible tokens. In addition, DraftKings has a partnership with Autograph to provide exclusive digital collectibles. Autograph has partnered with some of the biggest athletes in the world, like Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Naomi Osaka, Derek Jeter, and more. Jack, how do you participate in the DraftKings Marketplace drop? You can check it out at DraftKings.com Marketplace for upcoming drops. DraftKings will drop an NFT or NFTs at a scheduled date and time. Head to their drops page to see the active and scheduled drops. Before the scheduled NFT drop time, be sure to join the drop to secure your spot in line. You'll be added to the waiting room where everyone will be given a random order in the queue at the time of the drop. DraftKings Marketplace features exclusive NFTs of the biggest icons of sports and entertainment. You can find the new collectibles drop on a weekly basis. 
Each NFT you buy is unique in its own right. One login grants you access to DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sportsbook, Casino, and Marketplace products. With DraftKings' trusted platform, you can rest easy that your account is safe and secure. DraftKings customer support team is available 24-7 and can assist you whenever you have questions. What you waiting for, fam? Head to DraftKings Marketplace now to join the queue for some of the largest sports NFT drops of the year. Sign up using promo code SMOKE. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings slash Marketplace for details. Miles Turner said a few days ago he wants a bigger role elsewhere. Uh-oh, where should he go? I think he need to go back in the locker room and said he was tripping and come back out and say, man, 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 my bad. Uh, I didn't mean that. Let me go ahead on and uh, get back to getting the 17 and a half and, and just chill on out. I'm sorry, my bad. Welcome back to What's Burning, Jack. Let's get right to it. Busy week of basketball. The Warriors take on the Knicks this Tuesday. Steph is chasing the all-time three-point record. Held by Ray Allen. How dope would it be for him to set that in MSG? It'll be dope for him to set it anywhere, but in MSG, the Mecca, uh, I think that's where each player or each each guy that we consider that was a, a game changer in the NBA, they had big moments. I think this is Steph's big moment. You know, to go out there, uh, Kobe went in there, had big games, Jordan went, had, went there, had big games, so has LeBron. I think this is his moment to go in there, break the record, to have a big game, maybe a 50 point game, and get a win for the Warriors. See, that's what I think, too. I don't think it's going to be like one of those average games when he actually breaks the record. I think he's going to have a crazy game. So if he doesn't happen to uh, break it this game, uh, he's going to the Garden with the Celtics on Friday. So the record is definitely coming down this week, uh, and I see it coming down in, in, in amazing fashion. So, again, congrats to him, an early congrats to him because we all know it's coming. And uh, I think this kid is going to put – the bar so high that it'll never be touched again. And you, you, we say that sometimes, like, you know, will Wilt's 100 point ever be touched? Will this ever be touched? But I don't think we've ever seen someone like this. And if you look at him, he's breaking Ray Allen with a little bit over half as many games played. You know, so this, like I said, once he, this shit is going to be so far out of sight once he's done that I don't think it'll ever be touched unless Cannon, his little man, is going to come and beat it. <laughs> right. All right. Next up, we got the Lakers searching for some sort of consistency. They got a little some tests this week with the Mavs. Although I think Luke is out, which will definitely help them. The Wolves, you know, right now they're fifth in points per game, sixth in rebounding, tenth in assist, but twenty eighth in points given up. Uh, currently in the sixth seed in a crowded West. Thoughts on this team and kind of just where they're at in this young season. Uh, I mean, I'm not really panicking with me. Right. Um. I know the dynamic of this team. I know the players they have. I've always been worried about the head coach. I said this before they won the championship, <laughs> as you know. You know, I didn't, yeah. th- I didn't think, I didn't think Bogle was the guy, but for this team to have Melo, LeBron, AD, and uh, Russell Westbrook, and to say it's for the world to be panicking and saying they're struggling and they're still right there at the sixth seed, they fine with that. They yeah. fine with that. This, this is an older team. They know when to turn it up and they know how to turn it up and they're going to turn it up at the right time. I would see everybody panicking, Matt, if they was, 13, 14th in the West, but they in the sixth mm-hmm. seed. Why, yeah. why they struggling? So that says a lot about this team, but I ain't worried. When it comes down to the thick of things, we know they're going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I just think, obviously, being in the Lakers, they expect you to be number one and win championships all the time. We know that's not realistic. But this is an old team. Uh, Ten of their players are 31 and older. The only people who aren't uh, in their 30s yet are uh, Anthony Davis and uh, Malik Monk. And then Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't got a chance to play this season, but I know he'll be a big piece. He was nice over there in Miami. And I think Trevor Reza is back soon. So this team is older. They're not built for an 82-game schedule. For them to be sitting in sixth place right now, only a couple months in the season, I definitely know they're not tripping. I think this team is going to be best post-All-Star. 
And then as long as they're healthy going in the playoffs, that's where you have to worry about them because they're going to be able to get rest and strategize every game and, and, and be ready to go. So this team, again, this team is not built for the regular season. This is a, what, the oldest team in the league uh, with a lot of older guys. So they're, they're pacing themselves. And for them to be pacing themselves sitting in sixth, and if they go on a two- or three-game winning streak, four-game winning streak, that puts them in like the top four. That's how tightly congested uh, the Western Conference is. So I agree with you. There's definitely no need to panic right now for Laker fans. One more thing to note, Jack. December 15th, which is this Wednesday, free agents who signed this past offseason are eligible to be traded. So... Look to see, you know, right before Christmas time, man. Motherfuckers might have to pack their bags and head somewhere else. So I know definitely it's the new wave in the NBA with all kinds of movement. So don't be surprised starting this Wednesday if we see guys starting to move around. Next up on the radar, presented to you by DraftKings. We got a rookie year, a rookie of the year race watch. I'm talented kids this year, man. Let's start with Evan Mobley, who's 1.6 to 1 odds to win rookie of the year. So right now he's leading that. Averaging 14 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. Cade Cunningham, someone I like who didn't get a chance to start the season, who's been balling since he's been in. He's at 2.25 to 1 odds to win. He's at nearly 16 points a game, 6 rebounds, and almost 5 assists. Scotty Barnes out there in Toronto playing really well. 2.75 to 1 odds to win. He's at nearly 15 points a game, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists. And last but not least, our guy Jalen Green, who hasn't been playing much lately, 11-1 uh, to 1 odds. He's at 14 points, 3 rebounds, and nearly 2.5 assists. What are you seeing from this young crew um, of rookies? Uh, well, all these kids are exciting. All these kids are coming in the game, uh, not being babied, and not, not want to be dragged along. They come in and want to play big roles from the jump. Uh, I think it's going to come down to who's healthy. All these guys have been injured at one point. And um, all these guys are averaging around the same numbers. I love Kay Cunningham. He has a big role in Detroit, man. He's playing well. And if he can stay healthy, no telling how his point average can go up. But so um, they trust in Scotty Barnes a lot, too, in Toronto. So it, it, it really boils down to guys. You know, they all getting the same amount of shots, uh, playing big roles on all these teams. But who's going to be healthy and able to finish the season and have the highest point average? One thing to note, Scotty Barnes' development is going to make Pascal Siakam tradable. Pascal's right. making all that money. The team's kind of just hovering at what they're doing right now. Do you trade Pascal and get some assets now that you know Scotty Barnes is a similar? Obviously, Pascal is you know a very talented player, but Scotty Barnes is nice. So he's going to make Pascal tradable, and that's how the NBA goes. Katie Cunningham got off to a late start, uh, but has been playing great. Had a, a nice game the other night uh, against KD when KD dropped 51. K was right there doing his thing, really like Evan Mobley, and then Jalen Green. Uh, you know, these young guys on terrible teams, that's kind of a hard read because these teams are so bad. So Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham, although Houston has hit a little winning streak um, last week, but it's going to be fun. These are young, talented kids that, like you said, are getting thrown into the fire, and whoever can stay healthy and, and, and you know, push their team is going to get the nod. Out of all four of these guys, who do you like the best? Not necessarily to win Rookie of the Year, but just overall game. Overall game, uh, I got to go with Scotty Barnes. The way he plays, mm -hmm. he's, he's physical, he can do it all, and he gets after it on defense too. Yeah, he's tough. I like Jalen Green though, man. He's got a, a huge bag, the full package. Um, just health will be my concern with him, but super athletic, skilled, hitting deep step back threes going left. I really like uh, what he's doing over there in Houston. All right, next up, secure the bag. One of our favorite segments by Moneyline. Uh, Zion Williamson is the subject we talk about, Jack. The new latest news, there's been a setback in his foot uh, procedure he had this uh, past offseason. Uh, he's back to resting now. This has been the question about this kid. Super talented, 
but everyone was saying he was too big and was his body going to give out. Uh, feet are one thing you don't want to fuck with. Um, and another thing to note, he's up for that rookie max extension next summer, which would be around a five-year 181. Ooh, $31 million his first year. But one thing also to note is this kid's only played in 85 out of 182 games. So with all that said, do the Pelicans max him out next summer? They in a sticky situation, bro, because it's it's been I've seen guys, you know, kind of heavy say guys that get uh low extre- low extremity injuries and they they end up gaining weight. Some guys never bounce back because they can't shake that weight, you know. And, and, and even even if they work out and do all this, it's just the way their body's made. You know, they could they can try to put on muscle, they can try to make them leaner, but the way their body is made, they it's just that weight that they hold. I know a lot of athletes like that. And with him um, we've seen him be at one of the most athletic guys in the league at that size, mm-hmm. but he's been, but, but the longer, the longer he's been out, Matt, I don't think, you know, being out, especially with a foot injury, I broke both of my feet, but I didn't have a lot of weight on me, mm-hmm. but the, the, I think the longer he, the longer he's out, the longer it not, it not only affects his body, but it also affects, um, his confidence too, because in the back of his mind, you got to think, okay, well. I hear all these people talking, but and I know I should be playing, but I know I know that I'm getting bigger. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna come out and say I'm not. I'm in shape, but we see you getting bigger in the back. His mind, those things are in his mind too. So it can hurt his confidence, bro. But I think as a whole, with all the endorsements he have, with, with, with what everybody expects from him, and 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 and, and the, the, what he's shown and and already as a, as a player, I think with the endorsements, all that, I think that's gonna force them to pay him. And force them to keep to give him uh, at least another shot at it, even if he's big or not. They still gonna give him that money and give him another shot and uh, give him an opportunity to prove himself again. Yeah, I mean, I think right now the most important thing for him is to be healthy. I think he needs to take that Kawhi Leonard approach and sit longer than needed just to make sure he's healthy. And for every reason you said, he's big as a motherfucker, naturally. You mean so when yeah. you're hurt and not doing nothing, you're gonna get even bigger. I said early on in his career, he his he'll be at his prime playing weight around 250 to 260 he looks Mm -hmm. like he's about 280 290 right now so it's a lot of baby weight on him too because he's a young he's still a kid you know what i mean so once he really disciplines himself about eating which is probably a a really hard thing to do should i still struggle with that shit at my age but eating and really getting his body right to me is the most important thing there's no question when he's on the floor he's a max type player he's a 20 and 10 guy breaking all kinds of records every time he steps on the floor but his availability is going to be the key. Um, yeah, granted, he's doing very well off the court with his Jordan deal. He's got, what, 70 or 75 million. Gatorade deals, seven figures, Mountain Dew, 2K, Mercedes, you name it. He's getting the bag. So to me, the most important thing for him to focus on is him getting his body right and making sure he's healthy. Don't rush it back. And for the Pelicans, they have to make this max investment because they're the pelicans they're a small market team so you don't want to risk getting rid of this kid especially if you can get healthy but another thing to keep in mind is him and his family aren't help aren't happy out there you know what i mean so does that play into his decision on when he wants to come back or how long he sits out to me if i'm him and it's hard to hear this but i would sit out all year you know what I mean? To me, this team is, you know, they got some talent there, but they're not going to do nothing. And the, like, again, foot is something you don't want to mess with, especially with someone his size. So I get completely 100% healthy and go into next season healthy with the max deal because they're going to give it to him. So wish yeah. him the best, man, because I would hate to see, you know, him be derailed so early in his career when he showed such promise.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. We get a chance to sit down with one of my favorite San Francisco 49er running backs, Frank Gore, we got a chance to chop it up with him ahead of his fight uh, with Darren Williams. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation. We had Darren Williams on the show, man, what was it, about two months ago, Jack? Yeah. And we were going through his interview, and he just popped it up on us. He's like, yeah, you know, man, I've been training. I want to fight. And, you know, shit, you know, showtimes are always trying to make something happen. And fast forward now, we're about, a, you know, not too far away from you guys' uh, fight. Thoughts on how this whole process kind of came about? And on top of that, how long have you been uh, boxing yourself? I've been training in boxing since 2006. Okay. But, you know, I was, training, I was training for, like, getting in shape, you know, for football. 
you know, especially at, at my position when I got older, I really took it serious. I kind of put that that resume in my training before I start football training. Cause you know, once you hit like 27, 28, at my position, they call you, they start to call you old. So you know, like you got all season workout with the team around like May, April, May. Steady me, me doing all season workout with them. I was probably I was just going to gym and boss, you know, just to save my legs um, for the season. And uh, once I start, you know. I just saw myself getting better and better. And um, this all season, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to play or not. So I, you know, while I train that for football, it's a, it's a Boston gym upstairs. We got like, you know, a bunch of young guys who got a chance to be um, champs one day. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't train with them a lot. And the coach always told me, you know, out of all the guys he don't train, like football guys, you know, I always, I was the best one. You know, I always had the basic. And, um, you know, I was just joking around, playing around and, I wasn't sure if I wanted to play. And he was like, if you don't play, I think you should get a fight. Mm. I said, I'm going to see. You know, I'm, I'm going to see. So um, it was like a week after training camp, a team called. But, man, the fan was going up to see my stepson play in college, his first college game. They called me, and my, my, my girl was kind of mad, you know. She was kind of mad because she was looking forward. She was looking forward to it. Because you know, you know, I have I've been going for so long, man. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. around this time. You know, and my, you know, I got two boys in college, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, they both freshmen. You know, they 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 doing their thing, and you know, she was looking forward to do a family thing. And when they called, she thought I was gonna change. I saw I saw her like her her, her face looking the day they called. So I was like, you know what? I had to tell them. You know, I had to tell the team, like, man, if y'all really want me, y'all gotta wait till Monday. Mm. Uh, so they it was cool with it. So I went to Wisconsin to see my son play. And um, I, mean, I had a great time, bro. I had a great time up there, you know, before the game, after the game, you know. Um, something I, I, you know, I saw that I missed, man. And then when I got home Monday, they called back. And I was like, you know, I was iffy about it. Should I do it? And I never was iffy about playing ball. That's because I love the game of football, you know. And once I felt like I was iffy, iffy about playing, I just told him I wasn't ready for it right now. And that was it, man. Then I went to the coach and I told him, hey, I might, you know, I might want to start training and see can I get a fight. Mm-hmm. Then I call my, I call my boy Malky, who got um, Tyron Woodley to fight with Jay Paul, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "Are you serious?" And I showed him like my my test messages were like it was part like three teams called. I showed him like I was like telling him I wasn't ready, and he was like, "Okay, I'm uh, you know get in shape and we'll make it happen." And now it's um, December 18th. All right, next up we have fan questions. Let's get to it. Sweet. Dot J11. Miles Turner said a few days ago he wants a bigger role elsewhere. Uh-oh, where should he go? Right now he's at 13 points a game, 7.5 rebounds, 2.7 blocks, which leads the NBA, and he is making about $17.5 Jack, thoughts on this? I think he needs to go back in the locker room and said he was tripping and come back out and say, man, 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 my bad. Uh, I didn't mean that. I was tripping. I just had a bad moment. I love it here. I love the money y'all playing me. I'm glad y'all paid me. And, hey, yeah, I didn't mean that. I take it back. Let me go ahead <laughs> on and uh, get back to playing basketball, getting back to getting this 17 and a half, uh, you know what I'm saying, and, and just chill on out. I'm sorry. My bad. I mean, I understand a little bit where – because I think this dude is always overlooked. One of the best rim protectors in the game we've had for a while – and I think because he's over there in Indiana and they haven't really made too much noise, he's definitely getting overlooked. And I think, you know, that's creeping into his mind and he wants to probably go to a bigger market and shine. But like you said, you're getting 17 and a half million on a very solid team, putting up very good numbers. 
if they would stop uh, riding Rudy Gobert's dick so much, he could probably win a defensive player of the year. So right, um, right. I would be cool with, you know, obviously I understand where he's coming from, but man, you're doing where? well. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Where, Matt? Uh, where could he go? I mean, I could name big market teams that that, that that could you. I mean, you mean Golden State could put something together and put him in the middle with the with the pet, you know, with the packages they got. Um, that's a good question. All the solid teams got pretty solid big mans, though, you know, except Golden State, but that's not necessarily their style. So that's a right. good question. I'd, I'd have to think more about that. But again, you know, he's leading the league in blocks. He's always up there every single year um, in, in, in defense statistical categories, getting paid really well. Man, you might just have to thug this one out uh, till the end of your deal. Most, and, and, and then let me touch on this before we get off. All the big men that he want to be compared to, they team's winning. Mm-hmm. True. At TJ.Douglas11. What was the lowest point in your basketball career, and how did you get through it? Pound, what's biggity burning? Good question. Um, Man, mine was early. It was, uh, you know, when I got traded with C-Webb to Philly, and I had uh, Mo Cheeks, who didn't really give me an opportunity to play. So I was kind of lost, frustrated, started working out football. I thought about going to play football. But, you know, obviously my big bro Webb was in my ear telling me to continue to grind um, that cannabis Definitely helped the journey. And then that mm-hmm. next year is when I went to Golden State uh, and got on with them. And then, you know, a few months into the season, we traded for you and the rest is history. But, uh, you know, it's tough because I think a lot of people who get washed out of the NBA can really play. They just don't get a chance. And I think getting a chance is the most important thing. Sometimes you'll get washed out before you get a chance. So luckily I was able to really get my chance and show before my time was up. What about you? Uh, I mean, the most people would think the bra was my lowest moment, but it wasn't my lowest moment. Isn't because it, it, I didn't feel low. I felt proud of what I did. I stood up for my teammate. I didn't mm-hmm. feel low. I think my lowest moment was when I was in Charlotte, and I carried Charlotte, Charlotte to the playoffs, and I was having one of my best years in my career, averaging twenty plus, and got slighted from the All Star game. Uh, everybody, it, it was so bad where MJ made a call to figure out was it personal from something I've done in the past. So um, I think that was my lowest moment because I think I, I actually went home and cried, bro, because, you know, so I never thought I'd be an all-star. I never, I, th- I never thought I'd even be in that conversation. But Paul had got hurt, and they gave it to David Lee. But it, And uh, it was for sure that I was going to make it, and I think that was my lowest moment. I almost felt like not, I almost felt like quitting at that point. Well, I definitely feel like you were snubbed a few times uh, in Golden State. Definitely you was putting up 20, and then with that Charlotte team, y'all was dog shit without you. Um, and I definitely think that dates back to the brawl. I, I think yep. that literally helped, you know, that, that black cloud was over your head your entire career. As Ishmael dot Ramirez, as a star, would you rather have another star and a bad slash average head coach or a good role player and a great coach? It's hard, Matt, because I was going to try to say you can have a good coach and a, I mean, a, g- a great coach and a role player. But then I'm thinking about us in Golden State. We had a great coach. We had a great, we had a star and we had about six great role players. So I've experienced best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, we had a great coach. We had a great star in BD. And me, you, Matt, I mean, me, you, Al, Monte, we all was great role players. So I don't know, bro. I, it, it's kind of hard to, to answer that question because I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. I would probably just say in today's, day, in today's game, you need stars. Stars win you games. Role players are going to help, but obviously stars win you games. And then there's – more bad coaches than there are good coaches, in my opinion, in this league. Uh, you know, so to me, I'm going to try to load the deck with stars. 
and make yep. that shit work. Because most of the time, stars, you got, you know, your stars are smart players like Chris, <clears throat> Paul, and LeBron. And they're really an extension of uh, of a coach, so to speak. So if the coach is weak and you got stars, you can overcome that. But, you know, with one star and then a good role player, you're going to run out of talent at some point. So good Max. question. So next fan question at 937J underscore. How do you feel about the A, B, C, J, and Ben swap, excuse me? And do you think the Blazers or Sixers could get past the second round? I think this is a, a great trade. And I think uh, I'm I'm bothered by the way Philly's just sitting on Ben. He's not coming back. There's nothing you can fucking say to make him come back. And it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, MB said what he said. Doc said what he said. When the outside world says stuff, that's one thing. When people inside your locker room say another thing, it's a whole nother monster. So they got to get rid of him. But also, they're asking for a king's ransom for every trade. And the way you've been talking bad about him, you think another player is going to give up their best player or their, you know, all all the crazy shit you're asking for. But on the flip side, if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm getting I'm I'm getting bothered by this now because I'm killing, I'm playing well. In my opinion, he's the most skilled big in the game. With all due respect to Joker, I I, I would just take uh, Embiid over any big in the game right now. So he's wasting all his prime years minutes because you know he's injury susceptible so if i if i'm in bead i'm going in there and putting my foot down like yeah either make this motherfucking trade or trade me too because you're wasting my time and my talent in my healthy years i think it's a solid trade both ways cj is a 20 to 25 point a game score every night they haven't had that from the wing position since they had uh jimmy butler uh maxi's playing well for them so they got the backcourt settled and then ben brings a dynamic that Portland hasn't had. I love Dane, one of the best clutch players in the game, best shooters. He's not he's not someone that necessarily makes his teammates better, so that's what Ben does. Ben makes the team better, gets the ball downhill, keeps everyone involved, and is an all-NBA defender, which Portland needs again. So I wish that the 76ers would stop bullshit and just get this done because you got Ben sitting there, you're wasting Joel's time, this team's time. Just get rid of him. He's not coming back. Sorry, that was a little long winded. Uh, that was a little. That was a little wallow for you right there. Nah, nah, I'm I'm, I'm cool. I'll be wallowing sometime too. <laughs> right, but uh, <laughs> but nah, bro. I um I uh, I gotta disagree. I don't like Ben and Dame together. I don't like that look. Uh, CJ and Philly, yeah, that'll definitely help Philly. But I don't like the Ben and uh, CJ look. Both of them need the ball. I don't. Dame is not a come off a screen type of guy. And where are you gonna where are you gonna put Ben? Like where where is he gonna be effective in the offense? Because he's not even effective in the offense that's perfectly set up for him in Philly. So I don't I just don't like that look. But uh, I know I know it's other options that we got to talk about too. What about that uh, the Minnesota trade that's been talked about of, uh, of late? Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm sold on, Matt. I'm sold on. Uh, you can get get rid of Russell and add Beasley. For for Simmons, I think that's a great look because you can package Simmons with Towns and Edwards, and and that's a great you you have a you have a point guard that's a distributor, you have a scoring guard that also can they both can defend on the wing, and you have a dominant big man in Cat. I like the dynamic of that. People talk about what they're going to do about Beasley when they lose Beasley. Well, I coached the Big Three this year, and Isaiah Briscoe was on my championship team, won the championship where he's on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves D League team, and he's killing right now. They can easily bring him up off the bench. So I think it's a good look for Minnesota to get to make that package deal work. And also that'll help them in the Western Conference. I definitely think Minnesota would take that in a heartbeat. You put Edwards, Towns, and and Simmons on the court. But on the flip side, is is Philly going to be happy with that? If I'm Philly, I'm taking CJ 
over those two Russell, with all due respect. You know, any I mean? day. So I like it, but I, I, I'm taking that. You know, there are other other teams, and you know, Knicks have 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 discussed it. The Lakers have discussed it. Sac, Indy, Cleveland have all shown uh, interest. But it, to me, I just think Philly is the one bullshit. They got themselves in a situation. Now they got to get themselves out of it because you're wasting your best player, which is in Joel Embiid's time right now, and you guys are hovering at at a subpar as a subpar team, knowing that you got the best big in the game. So they got to do something to bring some more talent in there so they can get their chemistry going and try to make a run. Because what what, what, is, what, what is it? What was their shit called? Uh, what was their whole process called? I forgot. Trust the process. Called. Trust the process. The pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that trust motherfucking the process. process is gone. You know what I mean? So you got you're gonna be able to keep Embiid, but you keep bullshitting. If I'm Embiid, I'm trying to get out because it just shows me you guys aren't trying to get better. So hey, let, let me let, let me let me throw some shit in the game. So hey, Ben, you don't want to be in Philly. You did go to college in Baton Rouge. How would that look with Ben and, and the young fella for next season? Ben, uh, Zion. And 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 don't hold on, don't forget about Brandon Ingram. He's a killer. That'd See what nice. I'm saying? That'll be, be nice. nice too. And that'd then nice. and then they can build, they can build with that. Yeah, they might have to give up their whole franchise for that, but that'll be nice. I wouldn't be mad at that. Right. All right, Jack. We got Showtime Boxing coming up. Headliner by Paul and Woodley too. Uh, Fury had to drop out, so Woodley got his wish for a rematch. And then we got Frank Gore versus Darren Williams. Let's talk about Paul and Woodley first. Thoughts? Oh, first, are you going to the fight? I will be there in the <laughs> building. Ice yes, on everything. Hold looking it, hold, like it. Looking like hold, it, too. Hold it down for us. Go ahead. Who, yeah, thoughts you, on this fight? Man, Woodley got to knock him out this time, man. Um, got to. I don't, know, I, I don't know what Woodley, you know, I don't know if he just took him too easy or what. But you gotta respect Jake. Jake Jake works hard, and he's mm-hmm. training with one of he's training with one of my Muslim brothers, one of my Muslim fighters that I sponsor, who's who's nine and zero um, as a as a light heavyweight. So and um, and Jake been sparring with him. He been out there in Puerto Rico with him. So I know Jake is taking it serious. But Willie, mm-hmm. in order to get your respect back, you getting tattoos on your hand and all that. You gotta mm-hmm. knock this dude out, bro. And that's what we coming to see. We coming to see a knockout. Mm-hmm. No more tap 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 every round. I think somebody getting knocked out. But I'm going Woodley. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I love. Obviously, I think that the momentum has died down uh, with the, with these Paul fight, these Paul brother fights. But man, you know, check it or respect it. You know I mean you either got to beat these motherfuckers or shut up and 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 keep it moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, he allowed Jake to stay in the fight last time, and Jake ends up winning. Um, so this time, bro, you got to, you got to. I don't really know who I got though, because I like you said, I know. Jake Paul is working his ass off and taking this seriously, but then you know Woodley's on some redemption and he has a fighting background, so that'll be an interesting one. The one I'm more excited about, to be honest with you, is this Frank Gore, Darren Williams fight. You know, we kind of got this sparked when we had D. Will on the show, and he said he's been training and would love a fight. And you know, next thing you no, know, Showtime makes it happen. So you got Frank Gore coming over. Both these guys have fighting backgrounds, but professional athletes. Uh, thoughts on this fight? I mean, this I, a, I, I, this, this hold on, this is a dark skin versus light skin right here, Jack. Yeah, I know, man. I know, man. And, and, and I, I, know, I know both of these dudes. Both of these dudes are good brothers, man. Right. But I'm, I'm going, with, I'm going with somebody who I'm really a fan of. Who's somebody I actually tried to get on the quarter side of. I'm going with D. Will, man. I would never go against my Texas brother. Um, um, like I said, he's he, he on the NBA side. Like I said, I, I like Frank Gore, but I'm going with D. Will. Yeah, I mean, again, Frank Gore is one of my favorite running backs. He played for my Niners for. 
10 years, put a lot of work in the third all-time leading rusher. But again, man, it's basketball. You know what I mean? So what would we be like going against our hoop brother, D. Will? <laughs> right. Who gave us major work in the playoffs. And again, one of the, you know, definitely a solid, very solid point guard in the league. So it's going to be fun, man. And, and I think this is dope. You know, I wish they would have fought some other people first, but they're going right at each other first. So this is going to be a, a great card uh, coming up this Saturday in Tampa. Don't miss it. Showtime Boxing. Closing thoughts. Kanye West and Drake come together for a free Larry Hoover concert. Selling out the Coliseum. I think Ye pulled the okie doke first and foremost. He only told Drake to do Certified Lover Boy, and Ye was in his bag with all of his catalog. But mm-hmm. again, I think these two together, although this is a one time thing, I hope that the money is going to actually free Larry Hoover or bring more awareness or something, something to his family. Because uh, I know they killed the merch and all the streaming services were involved. So I actually hope this helps. Um, Larry come home. Uh, Jack, thoughts on the concert? Uh, I think it was dope. Uh, I know Jay Prince is a good friend of mine, somebody I really respect, somebody I look up to. And I know I know he's his relationship with Larry Hoover, so I know I know he's really doing this for his friend. Um, me, you know, I, I think, like you said, I hope the money goes to where it's going. I, you know, I, I don't – we all know a lot of money was made. Every streaming service possible streamed it. So, um, you know, you hope, you hope the money's been – but for me, the biggest thing with me was to see Drake and uh, Kanye come together. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I, I stand strong on squashing uh, petty beefs, especially when ain't nobody being hurt and uh, nobody got touched, nothing like that. So I, I, I commend them for standing side by side, you know, and being able to squash some beef for a lot of the youngsters to see because there's a lot of stuff going on in this world. And when you mm-hmm. see two guys like that with the money and power that they have can put the bullshit aside and come together, I think that's a good testament for everybody to stand behind. Definitely big shout-out to Jay Prince. I don't think anyone else could have got these two together. I think right. he's probably the only person that would have been able to get these two together. And we got to get him on the show, too, because I got this little street legend concept I want to do. And I want to get him and a couple other people. So if that's your man, make that happen. But definitely yeah, shout out I him. You. I think to see these two creatives and, you know, two of the best of our generation come together. Um, I hope this is not a one-time thing, whether it's a continued uh, free Larry Hoover type concept or not. But just these two, can you imagine what could they could do on tour together if it was just really on some fuck the fuck the fuck the beef and let's just both go be great because these are two of the greatest minds we've ever seen. So that would be dope. Uh, moving on to something sad. Uh, Demarius Thomas, unfortunately, passed away this past week at the young age of 33. Very talented receiver for the Denver Broncos. Uh, we're sending condolences out to his family and close friends. But I mean, like you just said in the last concept, Jack, there's so much shit going on these days. People are dying left and right, man. You never know when it's your time, man. You got to live. That's right, man. Rest, uh, condolences to his family. Rest in peace. Gone too soon, man. One of the best receivers to play the game. Uh, even though I'm a Dallas fan, I've seen him do a lot of numbers on a lot of people, mm-hmm. man. Gonna be missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memphis trip recap, battle in the bluffs, Iverson classic. Oh, uh, let's start with that. How was that? Man, awesome, man. Shout out to Bobby. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to um, Showtime. Um, our VP, uh, Brian Daly, uh, lost his father uh, recently. So we dedicated this to his father. Um, his father was, oh. was somebody who was, who was a great teacher of the game and uh, did a lot for the game. So in, in honor of, of our brother, uh, Brian, we want to honor his father and, and dedicated this year's Battle in the Buffs uh, to his father. So that was awesome to start. 
uh, uh, second, it was great, man. The kids came out. We had some top kids. We had the number one point guard in the nation. We had a whole bunch of kids come through there and, and they just really ball out. And um, I think Showtime is putting some uh, some great together for yeah for people to really dig in and, and see how great the weekend was. Yeah, that's dope. Love to hear it. Uh, glad again. Again, shout out AI. Shout out you. Everybody that made that possible. Shout out Memphis. I love Memphis. Um, another thing too that you were actually a part of, or you were in the building for, Zach Randolph got his jersey retired um, in Memphis, which is huge. Uh, our bro Zebo, how was that experience for you? Man, it it, it was just it. It, it's, I get chills thinking about it right now because, you know, me, like I said, I've been cut out of all-star games. I know I'll probably never get my jersey retired, but to, for, for Zebo to get his jersey retired, and me and you, Matt, we knowing Zebo, and he's one of us. For, so for him mm-hmm. to have his jersey retired, it's a real one holiday. I had to be in the building because it felt like I was getting my jersey retired. And yeah. uh, it, it was a great moment to see his family and his sister and his kids all there. Money bag, yo, was there. It was a beautiful, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful experience for me. Yeah, I definitely put one up for him. I couldn't make it. I was coaching the boys out here, but definitely shout out Zebo. Congratulations, bro. Like you yes, said, he, he wins, we win. All right, Jack, that was an amazing weekend. I know you got one more thing to add. What you got for us? Yeah, we, we, I also had a chance to go check out, um, one of our brothers, Bonzo Woods, coaching at Lemoyne College, they would see his team get a win. And I also was involved in a give back and a, a small youth council with the NAACP branch in Memphis, man. And we were able to go out. Uh, uh, to the to to the uh, neighborhoods out there and give back food, give back uh, things for the holidays to try to brighten these uh, families up, man. And a quick small story, man. Um, as we were as we were doing the good deeds, you know, we seen about fifteen young kids run across, man. And um, I seen one of them with a gun. Well, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a chance to stop him, but I peeped it because you know I'm from I'm from this type of area, so I see things like this. So as we were doing it, they came back. A couple of them came back, and I walked up on one of them, Matt, and I was like, yo. Let me buy that gun from a thousand dollars. He's like, "What gun?" I said, "That gun right there in your pants." I see it. Let me buy it for a thousand dollars. He sold it to me, and as I was buying it from him, the other, another little kid, about 15, 16 years old, that was with him, offered to offer to sell me his gun too. So I bought two guns off the street in Memphis that were cocked and loaded, ready to go mm, for two thousand mm, dollars, mm. bro. That's dope, and, bro. And and it, it felt good because it goes to show that a lot of these kids ain't out there to hurt nobody, man. They're trying to survive. They trying they, they trying to survive to the next day and find something to eat and protect themselves. So, uh, it, it's just it's just a small situation of what we all can do, man. Just imagine if I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. Just imagine how many people with money or, or, or with with some type of fame that can go back to the neighborhoods and get stuff like this done. So, shout mm-hmm. out to Memphis, man. Shout out to NAACP Memphis. It was it was a great time, and uh, I think that's one of the moments I'm gonna hold close dear to me, Matt, because I didn't know these kids from a can in the paint. I mean, mm-hmm. from a can of paint, but I, but I also knew, you know, that I couldn't not take advantage of that moment. You know what I mean? And I'm glad I was able to, and no, no telling how many lives we saved. Definitely. I mean, shout out to you, bro. And I think, you know, Jalen Rose mentioned it on our show. I mean, the shit you've done is, is Nobel Priest Prize worthy. Uh, you know, you're a symbol of change, man. And, and, and as your brother, I want to salute you because I know how Thank much you, time you put on the road and you are away from your family for situations like this that oh, never get publicized, but you're not doing it to get publicized. You're doing it to help. But I love to be able to hear stories like this and shine light on all the great shit you're doing. And man, who knows? Maybe can you imagine Stephen Jackson Nobel Priest Prize? Man, 
I, I can imagine you being up there with me if it happened. That would be dope. I'm with it. I'm with it. Also, make sure you guys check out the bloopers from our New York trip. You know, me and Jack are always having fun talking <laughs> shit, fucking up ad reads. You name it, we're doing it. So make sure you check that out after this episode. You can find What's Burning weekly on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Show Basketball. Welcome back. Season three of All the Motherfucking Smoke. Anything I do, blame it on the weed, not my heart. Jack, what's up with you? My brother, what's going on out there in L.A., man? I had to wait for the nanny to get here so Ash wasn't burning the house down before we jumped on this interview with our brother right here. But, man, Ash is crazy, man. Running the house at two years old, but he looks like he's five. Time out. Why did you shake his hand? Y'all didn't see each other all day. I'm not shaking his hand. Oh, yeah, That's a little man? too much. No, you want a hug. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a hug you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a group hug, y'all. Yeah, right. Nah, we're not doing no more. <laughs> I'm going to get a group hug. <laughs> This is a title I used to hold, but I've passed it on to my young fellas. Top three hairlines in the NBA right now. Jason Tatum said you're in his top three. What's your top yeah, three in no, the he, right he, now? He, he, yeah, yeah, he's me, definitely top three. Yeah, me, Tatum, and uh, DJ Augustine. Oh, hey, hey, you know what else I throw in there? DJ, mm. I play with DJ Augustine. He take his shit serious. Yeah, he but take Paul, it serious. He he, I, he, he I got to put him serious. on there. <laughs> Paul George, too. No, no, he, uh, no. See, uh, DJ, we got the same barber in Houston. DJ takes his hair serious, yeah, bro. No, nah, he official. He official. <laughs> <laughs> Paul George. Paul, hey, Paul George hairline still sitting on his eyebrows, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all. I can't right put. There. I can't. I can't put PG in there because he, it's too low. Like he don't got to yeah. do that much work. Like he can just keep right. it. Tell me about the dynamic of having. Ron and Elton Brown on the same team with you. Ron was out of control, bro. Like, but I, I loved him. Shout out Ron Ortiz. He put me on. He put me on Panera Bread too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> random as fuck. Yeah, he put me on Panera Bread. Ain't too many people ever out jewelry Jack on that couch. Yeah. He definitely got out yeah. jewelry today. First day. By young boy, too. Yeah, young boy. Yeah, you, know, you know, the young boys keep us going. So, they you got know to. They keep us young. Yeah, 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 they keep yeah. me young. Well, who's yeah. the only motherfucker to have his jersey on the wall at the strip club? I think me. That's it. Yeah, but I got, my shit got retired in about three states. <laughs> How did that commercial come about? I saw them at the Palms Hotel. They had a few martinis on the table. One of the things we thought about was doing something that related to the 81-point game. And we were talking more and more about it. And I was like, let's pretend he like something about 81 Martini. And they probably had like four or five glasses. But to me, it, it looked like 10 or 11, yeah. right? So that image always stuck with me because I never saw him have fun. Cap is key. What is that? Carthy Keyonce. Keyance, right? Carthy Keyance 95? Carthy Key. Yeah. Carthy Keonce 95. If that's not your name, you gotta clean that shit up so we can stay a little easier. Just my opinion. That's what they pay you for. <laughs> Basketball you never loved you. You was a fucking bum. You went to the D League College. <laughs> you went to the D League College. Nobody, nobody in here know what your college is. Who's your game like? Who's my game like? Who's Kenny your Anderson? I was about to say that's no, funny. I was about to say that. Yeah, I was about to say it. Yeah. This shot, See, all that. That's yeah, I know what my game was. Why like. you messing that? Why you messing that man's name up? <laughs> <laughs> Last fan question. Come on now. Langan Jeremy. Last fan question at Langan.jeremy. 
Y'all trip with these names. I remember one time, and I ain't gonna say too much on camera, y'all was in Miami. And he was like, yo, 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 make some moves, make some moves. And I'm like, make a left, make a right. I'm going to show you to my apartment. <laughs> you remember that spot I had? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That was and, back in the And, and I got a jack moment for you. I land in Denver. I'm looking at the roster to see what team got a holdover from the night before. I called his room in the middle of the night and I possibly was looking for some treats. <laughs> <laughs> I remember another time. You know too. we had it. You know we had it, Jay. <laughs> you know we had it. Maybe. I'm just saying, maybe. Could be. That might have happened. I can't confirm or deny. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. announced Tommy Fury has an injury and Tyron Woodley has stepped in I fought with a broken nose I fought sick get the fuck over it this is boxing Tyron was the immediate go-to last fight was massive and there was unanswered questions the action underway he was trying to end me the whole entire time he did try to knock me out. He had me on the ropes. Oh, and Paul gets rocked by Woodley! Why, why didn't you? Oh, can't. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, too. Leave no doubt. I didn't knock him out the first time. I'm coming back, and I'm getting that crazy W, the crazy highlight real knockout. I can do it. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. A problem. 